0: grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In our first reading today, we hear in the revelation to St. John, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we hear about everything that John sees, hears, and even feels. In our lives... Many of the things we see, hear, or feel are pressures, pressures, tribulations. We certainly have a lot of pressures in our day-to-day life. Now, when you think about what these pressures are, normally you might think of all the things you have to do. The list in your purse, the list in your wallet, the list on your phone, the list on the refrigerator at home. All of these things that you have to get done, but the list is never done. Life is full of pressures. There are many more pressures, though, that we don't always think about. First would be the oppression of Christians. And this also happens in what we see, and what we hear, and what we feel. For Christians, what is it we see in others, in the world? Not only in the visible church, but in the world at large. We see Christians mixed in with non-Christians. We know there are believers, and we, are, we know that there are non-believers, but it's a pressure because you cannot tell which is which. You, can, you even cannot tell the difference. Some believe, repent, and are forgiven. And some simply don't think that they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Among this world that we see, there are some wolves disguised in sheep's clothing. And you cannot tell the difference between a true sheep and a fake one. What a mess. It is as if there's some sort of other active teacher in the world. Some sort of master of disguise. There's also what we hear in the world. We hear truth and we hear lies, and we hear a whole myriad of in-betweens. And you cannot tell all the differences. As Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? There's also how you feel as a Christian in this world of great pressures. Now you know that you've been Set free by the gospel, yet you are chained to this world for a time. You hunger and thirst for Christian righteousness in the entire world right now. You pray for thy kingdom come. You badly want the world to realize its own sin. Because you badly want the world to hunger for the gospel as you do you thirst for baptismal waters not to cover the entire earth again but at least to cover your grandchild who has never been to church the oppression is real You know that the world only has a limited time. You know that you only have a limited time. You know that one day you will die. But there are not just great pressures upon Christianity. There's also pressures upon your body. Afflictions are also pressures. And you can see them, and you can hear them, and you can feel them. In the affliction of your body, you can see that you're aging. You know, actually, not too long ago, a few months back, I was looking at my hand, and it looks just like my grandfather's. You see the signs of aging. And sometimes you see that you cannot see as well anymore. Even there is what you can hear in aging. You hear creaky bones, pops in certain joints when you get up, and every now and then a new one. Maybe you have a ringing in your ears that intensifies as the years go on. Or maybe you hear less and less. Do you find yourself leaning in with your good ear like I do sometimes? I've not even talked about how you feel. Soreness lasts days instead of hours. Recurring pains you cannot even keep track of anymore. Your body is failing under the intense pressures of the world. Affliction pounds down heavy upon you. And then one day, more than likely for most of us in these four walls, one day you will be told that you have a disease that will ultimately kill you. You can only take so much of the world's pressures in, in flesh and bones. And there's more pressure to add with all of this pressure upon your soul. There is great distress. Distress is a pressure. Distress in what you see in the world around you. But it hits home sometimes, does it not? Distress in what you see in your family around you. Great distress comes upon your soul also by what you hear. Sometimes you hear that believing in God has several demands upon the way you live your life. And you've not held up your end of the bargain. Perhaps you have not raised your children in the knowledge of the Lord. Great stress, great oppression, great affliction upon your soul of how you feel. And sometimes you deem yourself unforgivable. It's too much pressure. Sometimes you deem yourself as the necessary carrier of all this weight, of all this guilt. And yet, you're still going to die one day. Your oppressions as a Christian, your afflictions of your body, and the great distresses of your soul, they are all pressures from Satan, They are all also pressures from others who sin against you. But you, you will collapse merely under the pressure of your own sin. Stuck in a woodworker's vice, and you cannot reach the handle. You hear encouraging words. You can get through this trial. You can get out of this mess. No, you can't. Someone else must get you out of it. The summary of all these pressures of life is in our Revelation reading and summed up in a few words. The Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation started in the Garden of Eden and continues today. But there's something else that happened in this times of tribulation since then and before now. Satan was defeated by Jesus on the cross. Jesus forgives you all your sins in his death on the cross and in his glorious resurrection. Jesus hands you a palm branch, sharing in triumph giving you victory and promising you a great release from the pressures. You are the one who will come out of the great tribulation from these effects of sin and sin itself. And your parents and your grandparents and great-grandparents and your husbands and wives, your brothers and sister, all your family and friends who have died in Christ before you, they have already experienced this great release from the great pressures of this world. Today's Revelation reading is all about the great release from great pressure. This gospel in John's Revelation is the result of your forgiveness. And it is pure gospel. Our reading in Revelation 7 is pure gift. It is all about what God has done and will do for you. And it means your sainthood now. And he promises you an afterlife, an eternal one. the death of any Christian saint is a great release from great pressure. It is indeed perfect sainthood. And here are the gifts that you will see, that you will hear, and that you will feel, feel, dear saints. Here is the inheritance promised for all the saints who have gone before us and are with the risen Jesus Christ right now. Here's the gift that you will see. A great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands. An uncountable number of people Only Christians, only saints. No more confusion. The invisible church is now made visible. Every Christian from every time, from every place, standing before Jesus. These are masses. What is it? that brings together this massive amount of people. It's the outfit. White robes, clothed by God in a garment that has been washed by the Lamb's blood, baptized by God. And palm branches, triumph not only declared, but shared. The battle is over, the war is won. The pressures released. And here is the gift that you will hear. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The confession of the faith of a saint is that God does the saving. Not only that, the faith of a saint is never silent. Faith confesses, Faith speaks the truth. Now what John sees in Revelation and what John hears, it's not a vivid dream. It's not a vision. John sees reality. And this is the reality for you and your friends and family to know. Death is not the end of the line. Death for a Christian is the release from every pressure, every oppression, every affliction, and every single distress. My friends, be comforted knowing that the loved ones you do not see anymore are being fully comforted in Christ. Death is merely a transition, and on the other side is not dreamland. It is fully real. And this is the reality that you will see, hear, feel, and do. Therefore they are before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. When a Christian dies from this world, it is certainly a blessed end. In the name of the Father, and of the Son,